Finally, when you're asked to interpret any document, any provision in any legislation, one of your major uh, points of reference and often your starting point would be the preamble of that piece of legislation. And in our instance, when you're asked to interpret rights in the Bill of Rights, one of your major referencing points would be the preamble of the Constitution itself. So now let's talk about the grandmas, the example I've given of the grandmas who were protesting the Gogos outside of the civic center about the injustices around or lack of sanitation in Kayalicha and um, the city police opening fire on them with rubber bullets and having them run and fall. Um, when we think about this and we're going to interpret it, we can interpret it, uh, as we said previously, against what happened, the historical context around the right to protest and, and the brutal oppression and, in fact, the killings of people who attempted to exercise uh, the right to protest under the apartheid regime. And so now we think about this instant instance and we go to the preamble and I won't go through all of it because it's there for you to read. But if you see at the starting point, it says we recognize the injustices of our past. We honor those who suffered for justice and freedom of our land. Now, in the example that we've said, uh, the actions of the city police is anything but honoring those people who have suffered under apartheid or recognizing the injustices. In fact, it's replicating those injustices that existed under apartheid. So if you're able to bring the preamble into your analysis and the provision, the wording of the preamble and apply it in a way that you show me that the preamble is relevant to your interpretation of the particular right in the Bill of Rights, then you'll be able to score marks for that as well. So just as a recap overall, what we have spoken about today is about how it is that you go about interpreting the Bill of Rights. If I give you a scenario, a certain factual scenario like the grandmas in front of Kaya and I ask you, can you identify whether the right to protest has been violated? You need to be able to tell me um, the starting point for determining this is the text, right? And then we mentioned that this was going to be easy marks for you to pick up and then you will say, the section so-and-so of the Constitution provides so-and-so and so, and we will make sure to follow that language correctly. Fortunately for you, you've got your book in front of you. You've got your Constitution in front of you. You have absolutely no excuse for getting the wording wrong. So if you tell me what the relevant right is, what the section of the, of the Bill of Rights is, and you're able to state that relevant right correctly there alone, you'll pick up marks. But then you need to be conscious of the fact that it is not just the textual interpretation that counts, but it's also the purpose of interpretation and the generous interpretation. And then you need to be able to move over to those things for me. And then after that, you need to be able to tell me that about the relevance of the historical context when interpreting the particular right you've been asked to interpret. So you've gone textual, you've gone purposive, you've gone generous, now you're talking historical and you're able to tell me what the historical relevance is of the particular right. And then you should be able to tell me this is the relevant international law that I'm going to be using or this is the relevant foreign law that I'm going to be using. And finally, you need to turn to the preamble. And for anybody who, uh, who feels a bit scared or uncertain about the framework and the analysis framework that we've done today, we will be doing a catch-up visual lecture on Wednesday 
in which I'll be going through today's work again, just given the importance of this work and the significance of you being able to get this framework right so that you can ultimately uh, pass a substantive question using this particular framework.